Every day you live with the risk of someone breaking into your home. Here at Mezuzah Home Security Systems, we care about making your home safer for you and your family. Simplicity is our motto, which is why all that is required for installation is a hammer and a nail. No more alarm systems that are prone to breakage. With just a couple of taps with a hammer, you and your family will be protected by the fiery wrath of Elohim. Once affixed to your doorway, Goyim and Jews alike will think twice before attempting to break into a home that is chosen. Order today so you can sleep well, knowing that the omnipotent and omnipresent Yahweh is watching over your home. And if you enter promo code SHWEEKLY with your order, you'll receive another mezuzah for exactly the same price. Shipping and handling not included. This product is not protected against Holocaust, genocide, pogroms, or any other ethnic cleansings targeted towards the Jewish people. Nail and hammer not included. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Marlboro, and this is the Shweekly. Since the start of the war in Ukraine, no single figure has lambasted Vladimir Putin as effectively or persistently as social media influencers. Instagram and TikTok influencers have emerged as heroes in America and around the world. Whose defiant dances and lip syncs have made Putin reevaluate his priorities. It has made his family concerned for his well-being. Today, my colleague, New York Times social media expert Boleslav, explains exactly what it is about the Bugs Bunny challenge that poses such a unique threat to Putin. It's Monday, March 7th. So, Boloslav, how did you first hear about the Bugs Bunny Challenge? Well, I found out about the Bugs Bunny Challenge like everybody else did. I was scrolling through TikTok when all of a sudden I came across this social media challenge. It was like... Nothing I had seen before. All anybody could think about was, who is this 16-year-old girl and where are her parents? Although its origins are unknown, it's said that the Bugs Bunny Challenge started sometime in March 2021. And to say it went viral is an understatement. Hmm. So what exactly is the Bugs Bunny Challenge? Well, like most social media challenges, it revolves around the song. Usually hip-hop, but it doesn't have to be. But it's usually hip-hop, like the Mannequin Challenge, for example. That challenge featured the song Black Beatles by famous sibling rapper duo Resh Romichardin. In that one, the people frozen in the pause. Sometimes with friends, but always showing off their drip while Black Beatles played in the background. It looked cooler than it sounds. But so, that's more along the lines of what the social media challenge is like. Now, what made the Bugs Bunny challenge special was the use of its perspective-bending camera work, which that kind of camera work was a bit of a first. 
So not only were they revolutionizing social media, they were revolutionizing cinematography. Interesting. So what exactly goes into making something like the Bugs Bunny Challenge? Well, to make the Bugs Bunny Challenge a Bugs Bunny Challenge, you need a couple of things. First, you need a coronavirus lockdown or something of that scale. Really, any global event that causes someone to teeter between being bored to death and suicidal. Then you need a girl, somewhere between the ages of 22 to inappropriate. Then she needs to lie on her stomach, preferably on her childhood bed, and preferably in front of a mirror. Doesn't have to be, but it makes the process a little easier. And so now, with her belly on the bed, what she needs to do is kick her feet up in the air. Now, what this does is when you look at her head-on, leveled with the bed, it makes her feet look like little bunny ears. And when you've got all that, that's when you can start playing the song. It's a slowed-down Russian song named Same Grozny Zayets, which roughly translates to The Dirtiest Hair. So for most of the video, she's just kicking her feet and bopping her head side to side, like a bunny would. But then when the rapper says Bugs Bjorni, that's when the young lady raises her hips to reveal the crack of her... Mm. And then, like most challenges, it's gone within three days. So, why is it back? Well, I mentioned earlier that the catalyst for these challenges was a pandemic-scaled event. Well, since Russia attacked Ukraine, one could argue that we are living through another event as cataclysmic as the pandemic. But this time, it's different. How so? Well, whereas the March 2021 iteration of the Bugsbioni Challenge was seen as bored pandemic entertainment, surprisingly enough, this version of Bugsbioni Challenge is being used as a form of protest. It's almost as if, by raising their backsides, these mostly American influencers are telling Putin directly that they're not going to take this lying down. And, like most movements, it has caught on with the masses. Now, you have everyone participating in the Bugsbioni challenge with the hashtag Stand with Ukraine. Even celebrities started doing it. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Schumer, even Al Pacino. And from there, that's when all these other social media protests started to sprout out. Now, when you say social media protests, do you mean protests on social media? Exactly, Michael. Hmm. What are some examples of these social media protests? Well, of course you have your standard college-dorm bathroom mirror dancers, your DIY horny sketches at the gym, your Instagram comedians joking about Putin's tiny punius. But the one who's really blowing up right now is Rebecca Sanders, who's changed how we listen to Putin's speeches. In what way? On its surface, you may mistake her for just another Instagram comedian ranting about Russia. But when you turn the sound on, you'll realize that she's melting the words of Putin himself. <laughs> I could see how that's funny. It's 
almost as if his words don't belong in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming from her mouth, you realize how absurd Putin's words really are. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Celebrities and comedians in particular have really embraced Rebecca. Even the likes of Ray Romano have lauded her for her brilliance. Yeah, no, I think she's amazing. You know, it's kind of like the perfect joke. Like, the premise is also the punchline. There are also entertainers that have taken it upon themselves to educate us on the situation. For example, it dance like everyone's watching. He's painted a map of Ukraine on the behind and gives descriptions of the different locales that have appeared on the news. Her newest video was about Donbass. So here we've got Donbass too. And what's significant about this region is that the conflict surrounding it is back all the way to April of 2014. <laughs> Other entertainers who are directly in the ears of their audience have provided coverage of the goings-on in Ukraine. Most notably, the most popular ASMR streamer on Twitch has taken a break from licking fake ear microphones to read the news to our viewers. Okay. So today. General Makhomet Tushayev of Chechnya was reported to have been killed in battle after a 56-tank convoy of Chechnya tanks were destroyed near Hostomel. Thanks for the subs. Hmm. So, with all of these voices decrying Putin's actions, is any of this even reaching Putin himself? Interestingly enough, Putin signed up for TikTok during the pandemic. Our investigation has revealed his handle is at thatputinguy52. Really? Sometimes you can even find him commenting on some of these videos in his press conferences. Rebecca Sanders is not even that funny. If you ask me, this just sounds like the ruling elites trying to come after the Russian people. The notorious cancel culture has become a cancellation of culture. Today, they are trying to cancel a whole thousand-year-old country after all we've contributed to the world. Communism? Ivan the Terrible? Rock and Roll? Not so long ago, children's writer Joanne Rowling was cancelled because she, the author of books that have sold hundreds of millions of copies around the world, said she liked David Chappelle's comedy special. Joe Biden even chimed in. Hmm. We were visiting our troops and they had pizza pie with hot peppers on it. Apparently, he had burned his eyes while eating a pepperoni pizza. Fuck. So as we can see, it seems like it's all reached Putin. And he's not taking it well. Last week he took to Twitter, threatening the world with white phosphorus if they don't cut it out. Wow. He seems really upset. So, Boloslav. Where do you think this is all leading to? Well, Joe Biden has repeatedly stated that the last thing he wants is American troops fighting Russian troops. Because to Joe Biden, that is a world war. So the hope is that with enough TikTok dance videos, memes, and shitposts, that Vladimir Putin will just kill himself. Hmm. Well, it seems like all of these content creators are united on this front. Actually, Michael, that's not entirely true. There are a number of influencers who got their fame off the crisis in Ukraine that are starting to regret it. 
I've met a couple of these influencers. One that comes to mind is new Mexican Alexander Stewart, who legally changed his name to Ed Dane. Well, my TikTok journey started when I started doing relationship sketches with my sister. We had a falling out due to creative differences. But so, I was trying to find something new to do, and I found out about all the stuff that was going on in the Ukraine, and I was like, I can make that about me. So I put on some Joker makeup and burnt the Russian flag in my bathroom on some don't fuck with me type shit. At first it was pretty sweet. I got tons of likes and follows. Got mad pussy. Some dick too. I even got a Day Better LED strip light sponsorship. But then it all got bogus when they started asking me all these questions about the Ukraine. And I was like, yo, I don't know who Voldemort Zelensky is. I can't even open my phone anymore without people asking me about the crisis. Fuck, man. I just wanted to be friends with Jake Paul. Or wait, was that Logan Paul? Which one committed career suicide in the Japanese forest? So, Boloslav, do you think that these forms of protests on social media are a viable alternative to war? Well, here's the thing, Michael. Even though these social media protests are a form of war tactics, they are dangerous, damaging, and unpredictable in impact. We may not know the full effect of these protests until it is far too late. All we can do is wait and see. Thank you, Boloslav. Thank you, Mjorn. Yesterday, Putin's inner circle has expressed concerns about his mental health as his addiction to social media worsens. We'll be right back. Hi guys, Michael here. When Donald Trump announced his bid for president, calling all Mexicans less smelly Armenians, we were there. When Donald Trump called Chris Christie a fat Italian slob who is married to a meatball sub named Mary Pat Christie, we were there. When Donald Trump, a racist, homophobic misogynist, grabbed the 2016 presidential election by the <clears throat> Punani, we were there reporting the news for you, our listeners. We were there when Donald Trump withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord, stating that France was a shithole country. And we were there when Justice Clarence Thomas awoke from his 20-year slumber on the bench. Every single moment, we were there, scouring social media for you, our listeners, to deliver the news to you, to keep you informed. But now, we need your help. Since President Biden became president, we have experienced a drop in our listenership, which is why we need your support so that we can continue to give you the information you need every day on a weekly basis so that you can sound smart to your coworkers. That is why we are excited to announce that we here at the Shweekly have just launched our new state-of-the-art Patreon page where you can donate directly to the show. Thank you. 
Here's what else you need to know today. Several robotics companies, including Boston Dynamics, have made the pledge not to weaponize their robots and promise to only use them for slavery. Body language experts, however, are concerned that while making the pledge, the CEO of Boston Dynamics may have had his fingers crossed behind his back the entire time. The Schweigley was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Brandon Puff, and Krista Commodore. Our theme music is by Rusty Mack. That's it for the Schweigley. I'm Michael Marlboro. See you next week.